0: Hello everyone and welcome along to the latest, this is the Music Meets podcast. If you're new to the podcast then please hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on any future episodes and feel free to leave a comment and a like on the episode as it really does help us beat those algorithms. So for episode 92 and the first podcast of 2024, I'm delighted that rising solo star James Spencer who at the time of recording this podcast is just hours away from releasing his brand new single, Batley Boys. As well as getting the lowdown on the new single, we're going to find out about how he set at Glastonbury went earlier on in the summer, and also as well his love for Bradford City Football Club. So James, it's a big welcome to you. Thanks very much for coming on to the This Is The Music Meets podcast. How are you doing today?
1: Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thanks thanks for having us on. Now. Looking forward to looking forward to chatting away.
0: Brilliant, great stuff. Well as I say, thank you very much for coming on and um, I guess as we are sort of still at that kind of like the time of the year, as you can see in the background there, I've still got me a little mini Christmas tree up over there, I haven't quite got around to uh, to getting that off yet, but how was Christmas, how was New Year for you? Christmas, Christmas um, was
1: quiet, Christmas was quiet, it was a nice Christmas. I um, Yeah, it was good to just chill out a little bit, obviously we've maybe still been in uni yeah Uh, so I'm living in Bradford at the moment but going to uni in Leeds um, every week uh, so it's nice not having to travel it's like the whole the whole (laughs) traveling thing rush hour is the bane of my life but um, no it's nice not having to travel it's nice just chilling out obviously it's giving me it's come out well giving me some time to get ready for you know Bartley boys you know it gives me the opportunity to do stuff like this and you know uh, get the promotion right etc so it's been a it's been a chill Christmas it's been nice.
0: Brilliant, great stuff, and um, have you made, did you make any New Year's resolutions, and uh, if you did, are they still going strong, or have they already been broken already?
1: Well, I, I can't really do any of the dry January stuff, because my birthday's in January, so it all falls really awkwardly, and I play rugby, so obviously the drinking's all part of the rugby, it's all, so at the moment, what my my, my, my New Year's resolutions all come, like, after my birthday, so my is the 30th of January, so on the Monday... So I think it's like the fifteenth of January. I'll start
0: everything then. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> bothering. <laughs> Just, yeah. Brilliant. Fair enough. And, and obviously, big happy birthday uh, for for next week. Um. So yeah, let's get straight into it. Then we'll we'll come on to sort of your musical background. Um, and a little bit later. But yeah, new single. Um, we're what about eleven hours or so away? As I say, at the time of recording, um, the podcast. Um, Batley Boys out at midnight. Um, so, how excited are you to have your first
1: release of twenty twenty four in the bag? Very excited. It's, I think it feels nice to get it, get the first one out there, nice and nice and early. Um, but no, it's been a long, long time coming. Me, you know, p- people who come to our gigs and stuff, you know, kind of always have a laugh because we were playing badly boys, um, must last year, uh, as in, no, well, two years ago. <laughs> um, we in the yeah, so in summer of twenty twenty two. We had a gig um, at a brilliant venue called The Underground in Bradford, um, incredible venue. Uh, we went out afterwards and the whole story is about we going out into Bradford and we met two lads from Batley. Um, and the story grew from there and it was just a rough, rough night out. Um, just the Bradford nightlife really. Um, and yeah, that's how the story kind of came about. I think I came home at about half two in the morning Got on my guitar and kind of plucked some things and woke up in the morning with a voice note and we kind of went, Oh wow. That's <laughs> see I can't remember it. That's quite, it's quite good. So that's when that's where that's come from. Um it grew from there. We I took it to my drummer um and my producer and bassist, and we all kind of like smashed our heads together and went, Yeah, this is a this is a really good tune. So we, we actually wrote it in 2022, um, and we kind of spent the year kind of gigging with it, um, yeah. but that was really good because it gave us it kind of gave us the opportunity to test new things with the song whilst playing it live, you know, we got the idea of we want the song to have a really raw live feel to it in terms of, you know, the biggest compliment we get about that song, especially from the people who heard it at record or heard it recorded, is when you hit it, it's very similar to when you hear it live, that kick when it comes right. in, and that's kind of, throughout what, how we've played that during the time we've, obviously, between since we wrote it, and now we have kind of learned that that's the that that's really the end we need to get to this song, um, kind of punch you in the face.
0: Yeah, sure. And and you've sort of said there that it, it sounds like it might have changed quite a lot. So has it has it changed quite a lot from that original sort of drunken voice note to the to the finished article that we're obviously all going to hear on at midnight?
1: I think um, the the to be fair, the actual the structure of the song hasn't changed, or I think we, added, we, had, we had an extra verse at the end, but um, to just give it that drop, slight drop, because it's quite a high song throughout the entire, so we yeah. wanted that kind of drop at the end. Um, but to be fair, the structure itself hasn't changed, but it's just little, little interludes, little things like that, which, which we kind of dropping in, and it's kind of, we've it's been done pretty much since, I'd say, October time. Right. Uh, but we really wanted to kind of release it. Obviously, it's, we don't want to release songs during Christmas, because it'll get lost in Michael Bublé and all that stuff. So, so I'm not, I'm not bothering releasing this song during Christmas. It's kind of my one, it's my one rule. Um, so we kind of wait in January, winter when January kind of let's, let's kind of see where it can go.
0: Yeah, sure. I, I can't say uh, that I blame you to be perfectly honest yeah. for, uh, for, for hanging back, but kind of like obviously as a, as a solo artist, how do you find like the creative process of writing, um, and recording your songs. I mean, obviously you've just mentioned there um, previously in your answer about on on Batley Boys, obviously that you, you've got your drummer involved in, in getting the pattern, you know, the drum patterns, et cetera, yeah. for that. So kind of like then how does it work? Is it all, is it kind of like a bit of a closed shop that, you know, once you've, you know, you've got the lyrics and you've got the melody written that that's pretty much how you want, you know, you've got an idea in your head for the yeah. drums already. Or are you quite open to having, you know, other people contributing ideas?
1: So we've got we've got a very a really interesting story how me and the band kind of got together. So um, when I was seven, I started you know as you do your guitar yeah. lessons, and drum lessons, and I met someone called John Pullen who was my guitar and drum teacher. Uh, John lives about five down doors down that way. Oh wow! Um, and he's been in the music business uh, for quite some time now. Um, he ran his own business, you know, going into school was teaching, mm-hmm. etc. Um, so I messaged him about four or five years ago. I, mean, I hadn't seen him in for a while. Um, I messaged him and said, look, hi mate. I, uh, this is, I'm writing my own music now, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, is there any help you can give me? That must've been, that was four years ago now. And then he went, I mean, I see you going, um, I know someone who could, might be able to help. So he's kind of come on and kind of took me under his wing. Right. Um, so he's my drummer. Um, and also helps make the important decisions around the around the um around the band. Um <laughs> I've got Luke, he introduced me to Luke to start with. He has his own studio in his house. He's a brilliant producer. Um he just lives two minutes up the road. Um our guitarist and also the producer, another producer. He was a student at Leeds University, mm-hmm. uh, but they all go to the same. They all play in a band at uh, their church on a Sunday, North Church in Leeds. Right. Um, so he knew that, and then all of a sudden we've now got this like four man, four man band who um, kind of it's like a little little family. So it's really easy. That being the case, it's really easy to have an idea and, and, and just put it on the WhatsApp group and say, look boys, what do you think of this? Kind of this is an idea. Uh, sometimes, for example, "Badly Boys" our latest single "Carriers," kind of the ideas, the ideas there. But things like little musical things, maybe you know, Billy's a brilliant guitar player. So for our last single "Carriers," I kind of took the idea in. He took it. He took it home and kind of made the guitar part, and we came back. So normally, we have the melody, the structures pretty much doesn't change much. Yeah, I don't want to add anything in uh but I, the band kind of helped musically direct it to the right places um so yeah it's, it's really nice having just such a like a technique group um of people to work with
0: yeah sure okay and and kind of like then when when you are writing who or or what inspires you or is it is it not quite as straightforward as that
1: um yeah it's a, it's a good question i so i from for all my life i have um done music i've been into music I, I i went abroad for the first time last year to budapest because most of the summers i spent the summers at music festivals so my first music festival was leeds fest at seven um wow. i was rocking out to foo fires <laughs> uh, oh wow I was at seven uh, There's a video of me head head uh, head bashing to um offspring <laughs> <laughs> and they were sub headliners So since then it's just been music. I've been lucky enough to see some incredible, incredible, Mm. you know, bands. Um, So all that's been music festival. So I think that's my inspiration. The inspiration is just the fact that my life from pretty much seven, my mum and dad taking me to go see Foo Fighters at Leeds Fest. From then on, it's just been music festival after music festival. Yeah. uh, Throughout the summer, I would not have it any other way. I? I love them. (laughs)
0: <laughs> absolutely I can't say I blame you and a pretty good um pretty good starting point really there um Offspring and um and Foo Fighters uh, oh, yeah, to be yeah. fair so um one thing then I would like to sort of know about obviously you you've mentioned there um "Carriers," obviously being the previous single um you obviously put three singles out uh so far um have you got like a particular favorite release at all you know one that might mean a little bit more to you um, you know, there could be like a you know sort of sentimental value or anything like that.
1: They all have, they all have different, different like kind of values to it. So the first thing that's happened before that, that that was quite important because it, it kind of it was the first stepping stone. Yeah. Like I think, I think especially I was sixteen at the time and to have my first kind of song already out there on Spotify, um, it's still like one of my most. It's still I think out of the three of them. It was, obviously, Carriers was released last year, so that had the most hits last year. But It's Happened Before really wasn't far behind. Um, So It's Happened Before, I remember we had, we released it on the 13th of January, it's so on my birthday of 2022. And then on the 15th, we had my first ever proper gig. Uh, it was just me and my drummer at the time. Um, and we did it, we hired a salt air, it called Salt Bar. Uh, a little stage um, bar on the side. Um and I walked up to it and it was about gig started at eight o'clock. It was about 20 to 8, and there's about 20 people in the room. And I thought, oh dear, this could <laughs> be a quiet gig. Uh by the time it yeah. got to five past eight, we reckon we had like 120 people in the room um for my first gig. So yeah. all my mates had come down, they brought their mates, family, friends, whatever. Um, and it was a really good gig. And I think that 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 gig, I think. Can be underestimated because I think it was very important. Although it was my first gig and I was 16, it was very important then to, to, to get a good show going because you want you want people to have good first impressions. You need yeah. people to come back to your gigs. And I think that's been the big standout point. Um I, 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 we always say this: our live performance we feel is like really strong. You know, we had uh, to be headlined the underground um in October and February of last year twice um, and the February room they we sold the most tickets for an unsigned artist since before COVID from that venue wow, um, wow. That, it, that was a that was a big big um, kind of plus for us mm. and then we had, we had about 200 200 or more people in the room um, which was really really important for us yeah. um, and it was a good experience I think it's all exp- the experiences have held to the live shows confidence uh, I used to get nerves. Yeah, you we know, used to, yeah, brick, brick it. Standing <laughs> but now, I think because of that experience, I think, like, the nerves have kind of just edged away and the more yeah. do, do it. So it's really, the live experiences have been really important for me.
0: Yeah, and, well, and I guess as well, you're just saying there that you've gone from, you know, 120, um, you know, tickets sold to over 200 there as well. I mean, again that's obviously what you want to see happening, you know, more and more people, you know, word of mouth type of thing and and all of that and getting more and more people down to the shows, right?
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, we, you know, we, there's talks at the moment, obviously, we've got a gig on Friday, but we don't really have any gigs booked after that. So it's really, we've got an idea for, um, we're going to do a gig, really local gig, in, in a, even if it's in like a conservative club or if yeah. we don't care, a stage, a PA. A really local gig, make it a really big deal in our local area, um, yeah. and try, 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 kind of just tick, tick that area box off the list. Now, um I think that that would be a big box to tick in terms of just let's have one last big gig, really local, um to celebrate Battle Boys. So we're hoping to do that next month. So that is a that is a one. Maybe that might be happening.
0: <laughs> Brilliant, great stuff, and sort of obviously sounds like you're going to be you know wanting to go sort of further afield um you know after after that particular gig that you're talking about sort of hopefully next month yeah. um but i mean you kind of have already gone further afield yes. um let's let's talk about that then so first of all glastonbury
1: 2023
0: oh, um ha- how how did that come about um and what was what was your experience like
1: so i myself and the drummer obviously i was telling you my drummers you know in the music industry and was yeah. a friend He has a friend who uh, runs a tent um, at Glastonbury, and he allows kids to come in, or adults. um, There's Roland instruments um, all across this tent. It's a big tent. So you've got drums, keyboards, synths, you know, guitars, basses. So we were volunteering to help out down there. Uh we got there on the Monday. We stayed Monday to Monday. So that's a it's, it's a, <laughs> a long way to Glastonbury It's a, by by Sunday night, I was I was nearly on death's doorstep. I couldn't talk. My legs, I think I was I was I was recording like 30,000 steps a day. I was oh, wow. done. Anyway, we'd got there and the Thursday, um, they have an area at Glastonbury for. All the crew. So yep. just an example of how much crew there is, in the kids' field, it was something like 1,600 workers. Wow. In that field alone. So that's just an example. So you can imagine, you've got to imagine there's 20,000 so of work people, volunteering yeah. or whatever. Um, and we know that they have their own stage, kind of in behind the acoustic stage, they have their own stage. Right. Um, and they said that a band had dropped out um on the Thursday night. Um, and they were like, Do you know anyone? And me and my drummer kind of just looked at each other and just went, could we? Could we? <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's how that came about. Literally 24 hours, it must have been 24 hours notice. Um we a couple of the other people who were volunteering in the tent. Um, one of them played bass, one of them played guitar, one of them played sax. So we had like a five-man band. 24 hours, kind of rehearsing quickly. <laughs> um, we couldn't plug anything in, so yeah. we're trying to do this rehearsal. Sax- We've got a saxophone player kind of blaring out the saxophone. <laughs> it, it was just the most makeshift rehearsals, but I wouldn't have had it any other way. We got on stage. It was reasonably quiet, but by the end, um, the person who ran the stage said it was one of the best nights they've had. He's been doing, he's been doing it for 15, 16 years, and it's one of the best nights they've had. They said um, they must have had 700. In the tent
0: 750. Wow. Um, Amazing.
1: So that 24 hours was probably the craziest 24 hours of my music career. Yet. But <laughs> I wonder about it any other way. Like I said, Glass and Brit I've it's first time I have that was the first time I've been and it's just I don't think you can't really explain it until you go. Um, right. it is it's just it's ridiculous. It's the size of it is beyond it's like a city um like i said i was i was recording thirty thousand steps a day um yeah. just just wandering around um but yeah it was incredible uh, the, the the people i got to see as well it, there's no better stage for it i mean elton john um mm. the likes of elton john and stuff like that it was just i want to, yeah it was incredible
0: <laughs> great stuff and uh yeah pretty sort of sounds pretty surreal um as well harry how, yeah. how it obviously all, um, came into place, but playing another iconic venue, but obviously slightly more local uh, to you than, than Glastonbury. Obviously you, you also played um, at the Cavern Club last year. So is that a venue that you'd like to sort of, you know, revisit in the future? Um, and, yeah. and how was it, was, was that a, a full band set as well, or was that just a, a, an acoustic set? That well,
1: that was just an acoustic, that was just an uh, acoustic set. So my dad's a Scouser, um, we go to Liverpool every year. I, I love Liverpool. I think it's one of the best cities. Yeah, in, it is great. The, the nightlife's incredible. The music scene, every, its all just a really nice space. So it was, at, it was, <laughs> it was the tw- day before my birthday last year. I was in Liverpool for. I was trying out the uni. Um, it was always between Leeds and Liverpool where I wanted to go, but I ended up staying at home. I thought it'd be so much easier than spending however <laughs> much money on accommodation a year. Um But no, kind of one of those right place, right time moments again. I, I seem to have got quite lucky this year, the last couple of years. I've just been at the right place, right time. Walked down to um, Cabin Club and there was someone playing. Um, and this guy was kind of like running the stage. And I kind of said, Look, can I, um, I have a guitar. Can I, um, you know, can I play? Um, yeah. And he said, Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Yeah, my sure. Songs. I did some of my own tracks and some covers. It was just a really nice, really, really nice. Uh, even
0: yeah, short sure. and and kind of like as well. Then would would you get in a good reaction to the to the original songs? Obviously, kind of like not maybe being obviously that established in in Liverpool. A minute.
1: No, yeah, yeah, it's been really good. Um, you know, that's kind of the the, the joys of having yeah, something I've learned over the the live experiences is when you're playing a set predominantly of covers and then you throw in a few originals mm-hmm. if you don't say this is an original um we've had so at the start if i was to play an original i'd say at the start of the gig this is an original and people are just already kind of lost a little bit because people don't know the song so yeah if it's an original people kind of clock, clock off go get a drink whatever but i've now learned don't say it's an original people won't know any better you know, they'll say they'll, they'll stay around, and, and if that's the <laughs> sign, if people are cheering afterwards and clapping and they've stayed around, and then afterwards you can say this is an original.
0: Yeah,
1: that, for me, that that one of those live experiences that's kind of a better way of kind of approaching it now. Uh, but yeah. no, they've all been really good experiences. Um, people they've had really good reviews, especially I did Batley Boys on acoustic, which was something different, but yet again, kind of that a bit more chilled out. It, it was really good,
0: yeah, sure. And 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 sort of sticking with the um sort of acoustic kind of like unplugged um type uh scene scenario. Um you've obviously got your first gig of 2024 uh tomorrow night, obviously Friday the 4th of January, um, at the Queen's Arms in Horsforth. Um but as I say, I believe that is obviously an acoustic set as well. Yeah. So kind of like then, how much is that going to differ from the set that you did at, at Glastonbury? Is it going to be a little bit more similar to to what you played at the Cavern Club, or sort of a combination of 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 the two,
1: yeah, I think combination of the two. I think um we're gonna we're throwing quite a few new songs. Um, so my drummer's gonna come. He's gonna bring a kick, snare, and a harp. We've got our bassist, and uh, we're just gonna kind of kind of just chill. Even if we do the normal tracks we do it. We we'll just take it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're gonna throw in some some more originals, some more some more um, so yeah, some more covers that we don't know how to do. And just kind of find that balance. Got to read the room to try and find. What level you need to be at.
0: Yeah, sure, and I guess to sort of when I guess to feed each each uh, track as well into the set as well, I suppose.
1: Yeah, exactly, and you know it's it, it's it's only quite a small it's quite a small venue. It's only small. So it's basically it's in Horsford, Uh That's where I play rugby. Uh, right. So we know that it's a regular for me. So kind of we just got chatting and he was like do you, to, do you want to play a little bit of a gig, but we're expecting it because it's small. We're expecting it to be quite quite a um, quite a busy gig.
0: Brilliant. Great stuff. Well, fingers crossed and uh hopefully um it goes really, really well. Um, but obviously we've we've sort of got a little idea of, of what's been going on over the last sort of couple of years and, and clearly it's been um a really exciting and, and obviously a very busy time. Um and, and I say everything, you know, upward curve. Obviously, we're talking about the increase in the gigs and and all of that sort of stuff. But what I'd sort of kind like quite like to do now is, is sort of like go back almost to like pretty much the very beginning i know you touched on it a little bit but kind of like you have obviously mentioned the foo fighters and and offspring as as being sort of early memories and stuff like that are they still inspiring you now or have you moved on as, as you've sort of jumped further into finding out you know about music and you know how how's that work for you now
1: yeah, I think, I think I've think i I've always had a very big music taste from a little kid. I think I remember my, gra- my granddad um, listening to Beatles a bit. Um, and that I must have been, you know, four or five when that were happening. Uh, David Grohl is obviously still a massive influence on me. Yeah. Uh, his, his work is incredible. I think it's probably uh, my favourite gig uh, at Glastonbury last time we were seeing all the churn-ups.
0: Yeah, um, yeah.
1: All the two fighters. <laughs> um, and seeing Josh fries uh, for the first time and drumming, it was really cool. Um, but no, I think as I've moved on, uh, seen more bands live. Obviously, the influences have got more. Um, currently, I, I look at the likes of Sam Fender. Obviously, I cliche, but yeah, you know, I think he's what what he's done the last couple of years has been yeah. incredible. Uh, Cortinas, I think um, their St. Jude's albums just oh, out this world. Glass. Yeah. Um, the like to them and Rexon County. I remember watching them um, at Glastonbury uh, on the telly in 2019, and his music's very it, it. The melodies and the lyrics are very interesting. It's a very. It's a, He's very good, Alex from Rexon County. Yeah, he's very. Impressive.
0: Yeah, and and kind of like then um, for sort of people that maybe haven't heard of you yet, uh, James. How would you describe your sound? Is it taking? Is it still drawing? in? you've mentioned there some some very very good artists there in in, in that little bit that you just mentioned. Are, are they? Is that how? Is that the sort of sound that you were aiming for, or is it completely different?
1: I think I think it's the mix between it's the mix between My first couple of songs were you know reasonably like ballad, but the first one was definitely like a more ballad yeah. type Yeah, yeah. Like I like, said, my music tastes so kind of varied mm. um, that. You know, sometimes I'd be sit on the piano next to me and write a ballad, and then the next minute I'd turn around to my guitar and write a indie track like Party Boys. So at the moment, kind of finding that sound mm-hmm. somewhere sitting in between the Sam Fender and the Rexx County. Can we create a? Can we create a sound where you know both they're merging to one is kind of the is the aim. But you know, being from Bradford, you kind of it's all about. I think it's all about the kind of just that rawness and the, yeah. the whole kind of underdog area kind of thing
0: sure okay it certainly sounds like it's going to be quite an exciting um you know uh what's the word i'm trying to think of like a uh well like an adventure it's not probably called the yeah. quiet word but you know in, in trying to find that sound mm. and, and trying to merge um the two artists there that obviously you mentioned so one of the things also when i was doing my research for this i, I found out that you are um a bradford city supporter um so kind of like obviously you mentioned that your dad's uh your dad is a scouser um so kind of like were you born into being a bradford city supporter or or was it a choice and
1: and why not one of the (laughs) honestly mate um so my my mum's side and family were Leeds fans right (laughs) so honestly honestly, it's awful so uh, my dad's dad cheering for liverpool yeah mum's cheering for leeds and then um I kind of getting roped into wearing Leeds shirts and going to Elland Road and watching Leeds. Yeah. I look at that, I look at the photos now and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> uh, but, um, I think it must have been 2012. Right. That must have been seven. Uh, kind of went up to um, Bradford City one night just to go watch a game. My dad, my dad took me, um, and it was the season where they kind of got to the got to the playoff final world. Got to the League Cup, beating Arsenal and Aston Villa and Wigan.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: We were all Premier League teams at the time. I remember kind of, it was only one of my fifth or sixth games at City, um, sitting there and they were reading the Arsenal team sheet out and it had the likes of Fabianski, Aaron Ramsey, (laughs) Oxlade-Chamberlain... Jovinio and I was kind of me and my dad kind of looked my dad kind of turns to me and said, not I hope you don't have high expectations for this because all of them have played international football at some at, at a level. Um and yeah, just that that penalty shoot out in Arsenal kind of just got me roped in. And from then it's uh well life is a proudness fan, eh? Don't, 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 <laughs> I've had the greatest times. I was lucky enough to be there at Chelsea when we won 4-2. Yeah. Uh, after, uh, it was eight hours we waited for those tickets. It was like January the 3rd or something we waited for those
0: <laughs> Wow. But well, <laughs> no, yeah.
1: but uh, no, since then it's, it, it it's, it's gone downhill a little bit. But, um, anyway, the, the, the last, the last <laughs> same cover <of> the
0: <laughs> Well, obviously that, that kind of like in a way brings me on to sort of uh, this season, because obviously um, you're, you're currently 13th in the table, um, just five points off of those uh, playoff places. Um sacking Mark Hughes I mean it's probably a surprise actually that he went there in the first place but yeah. certainly sacking him and, and bringing in um, Graham Alexander seems to have been a really good really good move for the
1: club No, I, th- I think it's the right decision I think they've done really well I think Graham Alexander is a really good manager I think the problem Mark Hughes had was you know his experience is is, is you know beyond this level but sometimes mm. at this level you need the experience yeah uh, you know the squad. The squad just wasn't. I didn't have any shape. And Graham Alexander's is going to come in. The form has been good. We, were, I think, we we're on eight eight games undefeated. I think we lost. We lost at the weekend to Crew. Um, but I, you know, it's been. It, it, I think he knows. He knows what he's doing at this level, which is what City need. We're a club that needs someone who knows this level.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I guess as well, get back into, you know, get promoted and sort of be more of a, you know, maybe of a level maybe that that Bradford actually should be at rather yeah, yeah. than you know look in in where they are at a minute but what um one of the things that i'm sort of quite intrigued to sort of find out as well um is is that here at at this is the music as as you know that we like to try and shine a light um on unsigned bands and sort of solo artists that are trying to make their way um on the indie scene so kind of like over the past 12 months or so what what bands or artists have really caught your eye
1: oh good question um so, for someone who I think is going to be absolutely massive, obviously I've seen what the Cairns have been doing recently. Yeah. Uh, they're oh, going to blow yeah. up. Dylan John Thomas from Scotland. Yeah. Uh, I know he's recently just done his tour. I think he's going to be really big. Um, but, yeah, and the likes of, likes of, obviously, I was at Why Not Festival um, 20, 21, 22, and I saw, I ended up just walking to the tent, um, and on the sign was the Raytons, and um, this tent yeah. was like rammed packed, and I'd never heard of them right. um, before then. And then they came on, and everyone just went mental. And me and my mate were kind of stood there like, I actually don't know who these are, what is going on. <laughs> uh, and then they started playing, like, they were incredible. And since then, you know, they've kind of blown up. I think they play, they play in Clifton Park this year, aren't they? And uh, yeah. doing that gig uh, there. So it's going to be big. Um, but yeah, for me, for me, the K's, Dylan John Thomas, and the Raytons are probably the ones who I'm kind of looking out at, at the moment
0: yeah yeah, sure Three free fantastic artists and certainly they bands um and, and a solo artist obviously that that we definitely love here at, um, at this is the music. So I'm now gonna just sort of throw some some sort of quick fireish uh questions at you now. Um, so the first one is what is the one item that you couldn't live without?
1: Oh. good question. Uh, I would go with what my guitar. Yeah. As easy as it is, I think I could probably, you know, you can, you can, you can, if you, my dad, I think my dad always said, if you can play an instrument, you can find some way of making money. It's kind of what he said in the way of, (laughs) even if it's busking or anything. So uh, for my one thing I can't live without it, I will probably have to make a guitar.
0: (laughs) It sounds like your dad's a very, a very wise man. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, if you could have any band or artist uh, watch you from the crowd at your next gig. Who would it be?
1: Oh, it probably has to be Foo Fighters just see like David Grohl. And obviously I love to love to like kind of just have a chat with him and see. You know, I think he's one of the best songwriters um around. I think mean, he's just musically, he's just incredible.
0: Yeah, sure. No, I agree. He's he's top, top, top man. Um, what would be your dream venue to play a gig at? And I'm not letting you have Glastonbury because you've already <laughs> you've already played it. <laughs> I've
1: got to go for. I've got to go for. I look at what Sam Fender's done at St James's Park. I've just got to go to Valley Parade. I'd love to just imagine. I can just imagine like having a having a stage set up. Um, i playing at, playing at Valley Parade. Sorry, it's, it'll just be it, honestly, it'd be really cool.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I, I can I can imagine um what what the feeling what that must be like to go and play at your teams oh. your team's home ground.
1: Incredible, incredible.
0: (laughs) So, kind of like then, what other plans have you got in store for 2024?
1: Yeah, so obviously, Battle Boys is out. Well, probably is out now. Um, (laughs) By the time uh, we drop this, yeah. (laughs) We've got a really cool tune called Half the Man uh, that we're going to release this year. We've just started working on it now. Um, Probably uh, musically. Um for me personally, it's probably the best, like musically the best song I've wrote in terms of kind of structure and melody. Um it's quite interesting. It's not your full indie. It's quite a chill, chill song, but we're kind of looking at what directions we can take that in at the moment. Um and yeah, just kind of building this this year's gonna be, I think this year's gonna be kind of building, building up a bit of a song bank. Um a lot more songwriting than we normally do. Um, I think the kind of the aim is, you know, how how can we look towards kind of supporting bands, uh, as a sport act. Um, you know, kind of building a really good, strong original set to be able to go out and do that. Um, so hopefully that's that's the plan for this year.
0: Brilliant, great stuff. Well, it certainly sounds on on both fronts in terms of releasing music and and obviously yeah. developing and and con- and continuing to push yourself. Um, Live as well It sounds like you've got a a busy year And and, and quite an exciting year um, Lined up And um, most certainly from my own perspective I'm definitely going to be keeping um, An eye out for that Because I absolutely love the last single And and you've been very kind as well To let me hear Batley Boys as well And I'm looking forward to giving that a little spin on the radio tonight Um, So yeah Thank you for that And um, yeah, really looking forward to seeing what else is coming. It's as I say, it sounds very, very exciting. Um, But James, that is the end um, of the, this is the music meets podcast. Uh, Thanks very much for joining me for episode number 92. It has been an absolute blast. And I've I've really enjoyed actually getting to find out a little bit more um, about you and your musical sort of journey uh, so far. But just before I do let you go, can you let the this is the music listeners know the pod, uh, not the podcast that's what we're on now uh, the social media platforms uh, that you are on?
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so on Instagram it's just James Spencer official. Um, I kind of post all my updates and stuff on that. Uh, I am James underscore Spencer on TikTok. There's a load of covers. Acoustic covers of me just kind of playing around and seeing what sounds nice. Uh, but yeah, Instagram and TikTok are kind of the user. use. It's James Spencer on YouTube. Uh, all the songs are on there. Obviously, James Spencer on Spotify and iTunes Apple Music and Amazon <laughs> <that, guys. laughs> and all of All that jazz.
0: And we would include the uh, links to your social media platforms in the episode bio. Um, and of course, remember to go and stream Batley Boys or maybe download it if you can, because that is released um, on Friday the 5th of uh, January, uh, so it is a fantastic song, and um, yeah, James, as I say, thanks very much for coming thank
1: on. Thank you very
0: much, mate. thank you. Blast. Um, And I wish That's you awesome. massive success uh, with the single, and of course your gig um, as well that you've got coming up too.
1: Thank you very much, mate. thank you, it's been a pleasure.
0: And all that leaves me to say is to thank everyone for listening to the latest This Is The Music Meets podcast. Please subscribe so you never miss out on any future episodes. And if you are loving the podcast, show us some love by leaving us a five star rating and written review as it really does help the artists we interview to be discovered. Thanks for listening.